Well, hello everyone. How are you? I'm just sitting here thinking, surely not everyone was Kung Fu fighting. I mean, I know it was the early 70s, but that can't be true, can it? Anyway, how are you? Are you staying positive? What's occurring? Uh, I've just finished eating a dirty, juicy burger with fried onions, blue cheese and chips. And you know what it's like. Uh, for all of the fancy food out there, sometimes you just need a bit of fat and a bit of grease. Anyway, talking of food, today's guest is one Mary Haynes, and she has decided that today's topic should be ribs. That's it. You heard me right, and I know what you're thinking, but don't switch off. I can see you pulling faces and rolling your eyes, but I actually think this episode will surprise you and interest you. Uh, Mary's got a reputation for being the queen of barbecue in East Hertfordshire, and uh, the stories of her culinary prowess has turned into local legend. So, uh, relax, grab yourself a cuppa, some snacks, the usual routine, sit back and enjoy the Big Little Things podcast. So, good evening, Mary. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Good. Um, just to let the listeners know, it's Friday evening, and knowing you as I think I do, I assume you've got some fancy drink next to you. Oh, I do. It's um, it's a new favourite gin of mine oh, um, called Malfi. Right. And it is the pink grapefruit variety. Oh. And I decided to garnish it with a blackberry. Of course. It is lovely. Really? Yeah. Because it's not too sweet. Right. It's got that nice, sweet little bit to it, but then there's a really nice bit of aftertaste. Nice. <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's um, it's nice. It's nicely balanced because sometimes you can get these like fancy pink gins where basically they just taste yeah, like sugar. Absolutely. And you don't want to drink that. So have you always been, have, have you always been a, a gin fan or have you jumped on the bandwagon like I have? I've been drinking gin for about six years. Yeah. Also, I didn't used to like it, yeah. but then there came a point in my life where I wasn't allowed um to have beer and wine because my body didn't cope with the yeast so um i had to then basically just say oh can't drink beer can't drink wine what can i drink ah gin and whiskey nice so um that's when i started drinking gin and whiskey (laughs) that's when i I developed my drink problem exactly now i'm back um (laughs) yeah since then i've started liking it nice um episode two uh chris was a fan of um gin as well so there's a theme running through these episodes i will switch to bourbon later on right you are (laughs) (laughs) so here's the problem mary oh no so the subject uh, we've recorded an introduction that you haven't heard yet but the listeners would already know that the topic of conversation this evening is ribs and it might be a little bit broader than that but but fundamentally, we're talking about ribs and meat and, and grilling and barbecues. 
And I want to preempt any concerns that our listeners at home have got, which is A, this is going to be a very short episode, or B, this is going to be a very long, dull. It's going to be just right. It's going to be just right. So why should our listeners stay tuned? Um, for the very simple reason that I have been now nicknamed Holy Mary, Mother of Meat, <laughs> um, which I'm surprised you didn't say in your introduction. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think barbecue has become a big part of people's lives yep. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become a lot more popular restaurant wise. Yes. Um, but the question is, are you having proper barbecue? Right. So talk to us. What is proper barbecue? What? Well, first of all, I don't, so I, I'm ignorant on this subject. Like there's 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 lots of <laughs> subjects I could just about contribute to, but with this one, uh, I'm um, you're going to have to dumb down for me. I do know a few things. I do know there's a difference, for example, between grilling and barbecuing. So yeah. so as an expert, how Ooh. do you how do you go about grilling and barbecuing, and what are people doing wrong? Cool, pressure's on. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't I I wouldn't start off by saying people are doing it wrong. Okay. I would just say there's different degrees of it and like understanding. Okay. Um so I like anything cooked on fire. Yes. So let's just start with that, which can involve grilling. So you've got a direct heat coming yep. up under the meat, flames, you know, like flame grill burgers or yeah things. that's grilling yeah um barbecue is where it's off the direct heat yeah so you've indirect heat source <clears throat> and then that can involve involve um like smoking as right. well okay where you use different woods um and their flavors you know the meat takes on the flavors of yeah. those woods. yeah so what was your question um how do you go <laughs> so what what is it what as an expert as a professional what do you do different that most people don't do because let's be honest it, it, instinctively when we think of barbecue we think of dried up old burgers and burnt sausages yeah that's not barbecue no that's a poor english attempt <clears throat> at barbecue right i think to do barbecue properly you have to just start looking at other cultures Okay. Take, you know, learn from them. Yeah. Um, barbecue in terms of ribs, what I would say is anybody that starts things off by cooking it in the oven or cooking it in a slow cooker. Yeah. And doesn't do the whole process on the flame on a fire or indirectly from a fire. Right. Then they've they've started off badly. Right. Uh, I think the whole thing has to be done on fire. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because, uh, as we spoke before we started recording this episode, I said we've had burgers, which we did barbecue, but only av- after we started them in the oven. No, that's <laughs> that's poor. That's right, not okay. even trying. Okay. Um, I think for it to be called barbecue, whether grilled or not, yeah, you need to have done the whole process. Okay. Um, <clears throat> on the fire or cooked outside, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with ribs. I mean, it's different for like Chinese spare ribs because that's a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about barbecued ribs, then yeah, it's probably like four hours cooking time, really. Three or four hours and some resting time. and Okay. It's a whole process. 
So here's the question that I think lots of people would ask. It sounds like a lot of faff. It sounds like a lot of hard work, which I think is why people are put off of like the low and slow kind of um, smoking with hickory chips. And it just sounds like a lot of hard work just to just to get your mouth around some vibs. So what would you say? Presumably it's worth the effort. Oh, totally worth the effort. Because something that you've spent that much time, like you've invested an afternoon in, um, it's going to taste better anyway. Yeah. It's going to make you feel like you've accomplished something. And for me, it's like if you've made, you've gone to that effort for your guests or for the people you're cooking for, even for yourself, <coughs> especially like you value yeah. them. Uh-huh. There's, um, you know, you're you're willing to put the time in to give them something good. Yeah. Um, which pretty much what feeding people boils down so, to. So, so is that is that <laughs> what you get out of it then? Like, like is it the fact that I mean, you're known as a feeder, and not just in terms <laughs> of quantity but quality. Is that part of why you enjoy the process of cooking over fire? Is it about others, or or is it about your own personal taste? Well, I think it's like it's like enjoying any other kind of cooking because I enjoy baking as well. And I enjoy cooking just in the kitchen. It's um, if you enjoy making something, yeah, then you will enjoy seeing other people enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I am a feeder, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a well-known saying that there's more happiness in giving and receiving. Yeah. It does make me happy to see the little grin on people's yeah. faces when they when they eat something you can tell that <laughs> oh this is a bit different this has got this has been worked at for yeah so how do you, how do you gauge like whether it's been a success or not is it is it the silence like when people start yeah, eating basically it all goes silent it, it kind of is if there's <laughs> if you sit down everybody's ready you sit down and you, you go right now this is this and here's the chicken and here's the ribs and these are the flavors and I'd say use this sauce or whatever (laughs) and then people sit they start eating and if there's quiet for about no joke it's about five minutes yeah then I know I've done a good job yeah because everyone's so focused yeah on the eating of it yeah trying the different little things and and then you see their faces covered in sauce or (laughs) meat juice like dripping down the chin <laughs> and you think right yeah more napkins and also <laughs> I think I've done a good job yes so I, I have been fortunate enough to uh, go on some holidays with you and um, we've been around your house for food and I mean I, you guys were there for the uh, beef short rib absolutely so. and I can confirm that is exactly what happens there's lots of hustle and bustle <laughs> and people are chatting and catching up and there's a bit of jazz in the background and and it's quite a vibrant kind of energetic thing. And then the food comes out and it's like, it just goes silent. It's like the hay bale starts scooting past. It's just silence. It's my favourite bit. <laughs> and that's when I like to take a picture of everyone as well. Yeah. And then you just get these like hamster cheeks full of food. You know, it's all yeah. like stuffed in the back and yeah, juicy faces. <laughs> I think it's great. So... That suggests then that, that cooking on fire is 
equally about the whole experience and not just the kind of end product. Yeah, I'd say so. It is an experience yeah. to, to do the whole thing, start to finish. Yeah, because I, I was thinking, you know, if we go round to someone's house and they're cooking a meal, like traditional, conventional sort of in the oven, whatever it is, no matter how fancy it is, we say we're going round for dinner. But when yeah. we know we're going round and at, we're going to be eating food that's been prepared on a barbecue, we say so-and-so's doing a barbecue. We're going round for a barbecue. Hmm. And it's, I wonder whether it's just um, it goes beyond the food. I wonder whether there's the sense of sort of shared experience and it's a bit novel and and whether that is part of the appeal. I think so. Hmm. Um, it's a different process. So to get. Yeah. When you say you're coming around for barbecue. Yeah. Um. The fact that it's barbecued and like a, a a rack of ribs that's been done, that's been brined for 24 hours, had a rub on it for six hours, been smoked for three hours, been rested for one hour. Yeah. There's there's a finality to that experience. Yes. It's, it's limited. You know you're going for something that... You know, when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So if you go around someone saying, oh, I'm going around for tea and that they've done pizzas or they've something, you just yeah. think, well, like, that's lovely. Very generous of them. Very hospitable. But if you're still hungry, they'll just whack another one in the oven. Yeah. Or, do you need, do you, are you all right? Do you need anything else? You're, oh, I wouldn't mind a piece of toast. Yeah. You know, like it, there's always extra. Yeah. I think um, because the effort that goes into cooking on fire not only is it fun to actually cook on fire yeah. <laughs> um, and and really like there's a sense of joy that comes from feeding people for me yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a limited experience. I think that makes it a bit more special. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder whether for you part of the pleasure is that the sort of the food preparation becomes a bit of a social event in itself. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I've even just had people around to help me prep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it becomes a bit of an event. Yeah. Yeah. Not a massive thing, but like for those that like the food and like to enjoy and things like that, it is, it's a nice thing to do together. I agree. So, so let's, um, let's unpack this then uh, and, <laughs> and tell me what it is about cooking over fire that's, that's so, that's so brilliant. I mean, what is it in terms of the taste, uh, the whole experience? If you could sum it up, how would you sell it? If you if if this was oh. like a new, newfangled idea, how would you sell <laughs> like, this? Buy to this the kitchen gizmo. <laughs> um, I think it's something probably about going back to basics with it. Yeah. Where you're not, you are basically just relying on your own intuition. Yeah. I mean, you can get the the gadgets and the gizmos to help you. But at the end of the day, you know if it's hot, you know if it needs stoking, you know yeah. if the meat's done or not. Um, but you say, simple. but you say that I'll interrupt you. You say okay. we know the meat's done, but actually, I think, uh, and maybe this is particularly true in our culture here in Britain. Like the the way we determine whether something's cooked or not is that it's it's crispy, 
it's bone it's dry, yeah. uh, it's burnt. Uh, well, it's funny that you say culture. Because Go on. <laughs> let's let's not forget um, that I am half Cypriot. Yes. And I think there is something in my genes uh-huh. <laughs> about grilling food. Yeah. <laughs> about cooking on fire and yeah. the smell of it, knowing what it looks like. I think my my bapu, which is Greek for granddad, yeah, he he showed me how he grilled food on the barbecue because it was direct heat um my dad then showed me how to check that meat was done and what it Mm. should look like and that was from when i was little yeah um so i can look at a piece this is such a weird brag isn't it i can look at at a piece of chicken (laughs) and i can tell you if it's done (laughs) um but it's just like learning to cook in any other way like if you're frying an egg you know when a fried egg's done because you yeah. know what to look for yeah you know when a sausage is done because you know what to look for you just you just learn it yes. um yeah so yeah i think it's probably more of a yeah the culture's different that yeah. that for me and my upbringing that plays so a part is part of the passion that in itself that that these sort of skills and this knowledge has been passed down generation after generation like you say it's it's part of your makeup. It's part of your hardwiring. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, the other thing with cooking on fire, it's pretty universal. Yeah. You can find, you know, in every culture, there's like a national dish which is done on fire. Yeah. It's it's how everybody cooked. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you can, which then gives you a lot of scope to explore recipe-wise. And the other thing with that cooking on fire it's um it's not always consistent like a hundred percent you're not going to get the same result every time no um there is that room there's that fluctuation you know if it was slightly more humidity that day or if it was you know raining whilst you're cooking or um the the piece of wood you were using there's more fluctuation a lot of variables a lot of variables so if you manage to get consistent results with barbecue, then it shows a level of skill. Right. Yeah. So you can get better or you. Yeah. It. Okay. So, so I'm really intrigued now you've said that because I agree that culturally, uh, I can't think of many countries that aren't big on cooking over fire. So obviously mm-hmm. Australia and States, uh, Japan, Mexico, like it just seems you're absolutely right that, that cooking over fire is a big part of cuts, but it hasn't really it's not over here. Like it hasn't caught on. We seem to adopt everything from the States and, but, but that hasn't, I don't think, or do you think it has? I think it depends where you go. Okay. If you're, um, if you're looking for it, you can find it. Right. Um, there's this great meat festival (laughs) (laughs) that I go to, have been going to every year, but it's called Meatopia. And it's amazing because it, it kind of showcases those restaurants that are cooking right. directly over fire. Um, and they are, you know, they're proper places. It's not just like, here's some ribs and we'll put some generic barbecue sauce on yeah. top. They are proper chefs with like proper restaurants yeah. doing incredible dishes um, with completely different ingredients that you might think of. Um, there was one time we had this like, bone marrow butter stuff which was just amazing 
And yeah, well, I actually, in preparation for this, I pulled out some of the menus from the festivals that I've been to. And they're just the dishes are incredible. So, like you said, Mexican culture cooking over fire. Yeah. You've got different types of taco. So taco al pastor, spatchcock creole chicken. We've got smoked and confit pork cheeks. You've got straightforward just like grilled steak but it's like tomahawk steak with these amazing different like fried onions and different sauces that go with it a burger but it's not just a normal burger it's filled with like 56 day aged beef patty with smoked short beef short ribs smoked cheese spicy bourbon pickles roast chicken skin mayo in a brioche bun so there are places doing this food it's and i think it's getting more popular um but there is that hurdle in a lot of people's minds about oh barbecue burnt sausages yeah that's what people go to um they don't see past that but if you look for it you can find it Literally, I can imagine everyone at home now drooling and dribbling this thing. <laughs> that menu. There is something about, and I, we've had this conversation. One of one of my favourite programs at the moment is uh, Man Fire Food. Is that what it's called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I, I'm quite into, or well, not so much anymore. I used to be into cookery programs, and you know they used to produce some really fancy, sort of exquisite dishes. But actually, nothing gets me drooling and dribbling more than that sort of program man fire food or um oh, what was the other one meat uh man versus meat was it that kind of man that... versus food yeah there was another one oh diners drive-ins and dives that's oh that I'm was a, yeah but man fire food and diners drive-ins and dives yeah that was more about what they were actually serving yeah absolutely and it just it's just yeah, nothing gets me dribbling quite like that. Like the, the obviously anyone that's not listened at home or watched the program, the the premise is that this particular chef, Roger, I think his name, he goes around the states finding people that cook mm-hmm. over fire with mm-hmm. very sort of inventive ways, and yeah. and the stuff they produce is sensational. And, yeah, and they build all these different contraptions. Yeah, do, which is also quite, I think, is pretty awesome. Because yeah. as well as being half Cypriot, I come from a long line of engineers, <laughs> and uh, to see to see where they like how it all works, I find quite fascinating yes. as well. Yeah. So with different chambers and the smoke and how it gets there and the like the the kind of um, the cranes. You can't see me, but I'm gesturing like crazy. <laughs> um, the uh, like the different oh, what's it called? Where you like winch, winch? Winch. Yep. Yeah, one of them. Um, how it all fits together and the, then the effect that has on the food yeah i think it's amazing yeah i agree for anyone that's not watched that program you, you yeah try and try and find it if you can on the food channel or on youtube a while ago i saw an episode where he went to see a man called tuffy stone <laughs> who is a bit of a legend in the barbecue world <laughs> okay and um he's one of the judges on uh, barbecue pitmaster if you've ever watched that, wow. it's on Netflix. <laughs> anyway, um, he did this recipe called uh, Alabama White Sauce Chicken, <laughs> which is amazing. I've done it three times now. Okay. And it's so good. Literally, it gets better every time. 
because it's completely different kind of barbecue sauce. So if you're ever out there and you see that Alabama white sauce chicken is an option, just go for it. Go for it's it. amazing. This is problematic because I've only just finished dinner, really, and yet I'm hungry again. <laughs> um, so, so do you cook all year round outside sort of over fire? Yes, I do. Wow. I probably... That's dedicated. Well, since I got my Weber barbecue yeah. uh, about five years ago, okay, which is when I started really getting into it. I've always barbecued, but we just had like a straightforward grill set okay. up before. Okay. Um, and then I bought this. Well, I didn't buy it, but uh, <laughs> we bought a <laughs> um, a Weber kettle. And um, yeah, since then I've got slightly obsessed with all of it. How you can cook differently, because that then broadened my horizons from just grilling food to then to start smoking food. Yeah. And all that slow roasting. Um, because it's got the lid, it's the kettle one. Yeah. Um, you can cook all year round, pretty much. So I probably do at least once a month. Yeah. Every month. Yeah. Um, but then in the spring and summer, it's been more like, well, with lockdown, <laughs> it's yeah. been more like three times a week. Wow. So And then that, then that brought on, like, oh, what else can I cook on a barbecue? Which was literally going to be my next question. Is it just meat that you cook on the barbie or...? No, believe it or not, I've been known to do vegetarian barbecues. Well, well, well. I know, right? Uh, but that's I mean, it doesn't bit... sound right somehow. <laughs> no, it can't. It's, it's really nice. There's lots of different recipes out there for vegetable. Um, yeah. And because, you, again, you cook it directly on the fire or quite often directly in the coal, <laughs> not just, like, above it, but just yeah. around something in coals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it comes out really nicely, actually. Um, just different different textures from the vegetable. So, you know, everything's not boiled or yeah, yeah. fried or roasted. It's it's different. It goes caramelised or yeah. it goes mushy or it goes, uh, just like, intense. It makes it sweeter. Something to do with how the sugar's cooked. The proteins. The, yeah, the sugars and the proteins. <clears throat> yeah, so I've done some vegetable, quite a lot of vegetable stuff. And... Um, uh, this year, I decided I'd start baking on my barbecue. Of course, you did. Yeah. What so have you baked? I've baked a couple of carrot cakes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? Well, you just um, make up your cake batter, put it in a tin, put it in the barbecue. Job done. That's all you do. Lads and lassies. That's, that's it. Because the, the way the kettle barbecue works, if you set it up for indirect cooking, so yeah. you've got on your coal grate, you've got coals one side yeah. and a tray the other side, just yeah. to catch anything in case it falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got your, your main cooking grate. Yep. Um, as long as you put your cake tin with your batter and everything on the above the tray, not yep. above the coals, as soon as you put the lid on and you've got your vents adjusted just how hot you want it, mm. um, the heat it basically creates a convection oven. The heat goes round. So okay. you've just got an outdoor oven, effectively. And um, as long as you maintain the heat as you want uh, for whatever cake or yeah. recipe you're doing, um, you've baked a cake. So for someone listening at home who's feeling 
uh, a little bit intimidated at the moment and it sounds complicated that you've got to play around with vents and indirect heat and what would what would you say to them it's not that complicated because you only have to move one vent yeah and if you're using a stable fuel source Mm -hmm. i use the weber briquettes because they burn for a long time and they burn evenly okay the more you do it the more you know how reliable things are yeah so you don't have to worry the first couple of times i smoked something for a long time i was checking it every 15 minutes because i didn't know like i didn't trust the thing (laughs) but now like at the weekend we smoked a what's known as a boston butt which is actually a pork shoulder for nine hours and i just left that like i went to top up the wood every hour or so yeah but i was confident in the the charcoals to laugh. Yeah. No, so like everything really, just, just give it a go and practice and expect that you'll you'll have the odd disaster, but you'll get there. Yeah. If yeah. it doesn't work the first time, then it doesn't work the first time. Yeah. You just try again another time. Yeah. If it doesn't work the first time, just to link back to a previous episode, <laughs> it was good enough. Good enough. Good is good enough. Absolutely. Good is good enough. <laughs> Shameless plug there. Thank Sorry. You. No, it's great. So, as you know, I'm into bushcraft and camping, and there's mm-hmm. nothing nicer and, quite frankly, simpler than just getting a fire going and just getting some meat and some veg and, and just cooking it over the fire directly or indirectly, or, as you say, just lumping it on the coals direct or maybe a brick next to the fire, or we've cooked salmon and, what mm. was it, squid, was it, squid? octopus octopus we could we, we did octopus which was incredible oh i've done that again since and it was <sighs> still good oh amazing. amazing but the reason i bring that up is because i i associate barbecuing and grilling and cooking over fire and outdoor cooking with me well yes absolutely <laughs> with you you seem to be there sort of lurking somewhere <laughs> um but also, there's a sense of nostalgia and memories that goes along with that that I don't, I don't experience with other types of food or other types of cooking. And, and, well, for, and for me, that's a big part of if someone says I'm cooking on a barbie or what, immediately there's more than just the sort of it's because it the becomes basic an event. senses. Yes, yeah. I think anything out of the everyday yeah. becomes an event. Mm. So, what kind of house did you grow up in? What kind of house? Um, well, yeah. it, um, the house was just a bog standard council house, and mum and dad, in terms of cooking, were very English. I mean, you know, nice, nice food, but but, but you the, had so you you basically had a, a standard house yeah. with a kitchen yeah. that had an oven and a hob. Yeah, and and the notion of cooking over fire was too was so wild and exotic. It yeah. rarely happened. So when you did have a barbecue, it was like oh we're having something different. Yeah. This is a barbecue. So yeah. when it, it becomes, it stays with you, that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It and does. I think for the majority of people, again, we all you grow up in a standard house yeah. with a oven and a hob, and that's your everyday dinner, yeah. Yeah. isn't it? When, it? when you take it outside and when you do something different, you remember it because it is different. Something, yeah. oh, we didn't, didn't always do this, or... Yeah. You might associate it with a holiday, even. Yeah. You know, like 
oh, we tried this thing when we were away and it was awesome because they cooked it over fire. Yeah. And you remember it that way. So yeah. when you then see a fire and you have something else yeah. cooked on the fire, it takes you straight back it to... It does. And I, uh, typically when we were younger, I mean, you associate barbies with good weather. Mm-hmm. So that always helps. And... It or was... a really dismal summer fate at school. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> don't forget those. But there was also that sense that cooking over a barbie enabled you to provide food for more people. So you yeah. you would generally have a lot of people in your garden, and it was hot and it was yeah. sunny, and there were some nice cold drinks there, and you had friends and family over, and it was like you say, there's just that sense of occasion. Yeah, and most of the time. When I do a barbecue, like a a big, when I'm doing like ribs, yeah. because it it's a bit of an investment. Yes. <laughs> Face it. Yeah. I probably should open some kind of like negotiation with the butcher, with the butcher about stuff. preferential prices. Yeah. But um, yeah, when I do those, it is usually about fifteen people that come round. Yeah. To eat. So. Yeah. And that and that doesn't overwhelm you. Like if if you Not said to me. 15 people are coming around you're gonna you're gonna cook some meat on a barbie for them i'd be terrified nah it's fine oh man just go right i've got five kilos of pork ribs <laughs> i've got two and a half kilos of chicken wings done wow got some corn got some sweet potatoes got the alley ollie for somebody yeah. we know yes and yes. we're we're um we're away it's, oh. easy. it's done but again that's probably cultural because mm. <laughs> I've always, whenever it's been like people are coming over and we're cooking, yeah. it's always been a lot of people. So it just kind of doesn't phase me. No. That's the if I'm cooking something I haven't done before, then that would phase me. Right. Okay. I like, if I'm having a lot of people over, I will cook something I know. Yeah. Okay. So the experiments are... are... And the sort of the dry runs are for you and your family. From yeah, yeah, or for other people that don't mind the experiment. Right. So <laughs> okay, uh, like at the weekend just gone, mm. which was supposed to be the Metopia Festival. Of course, um, we did like our own version. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, we experimented with fish and did some hot smoked salmon and. Nice. I wouldn't usually just do that for loads of people. No. Like try it first and yeah. see where I could tweak it and things like that. So we tried that the weekend and oh my goodness, amazing! It cut like butter. Really, it was so soft and so flavorful. Put like a soy, honey, garlicky goodness on it. Ah. Oh. So if you're invited to someone else's house and they're doing barbie. A, do you detect that they are a bit nervous because they've got, like, the queen of barbecue coming to their house? <laughs> and do you also... Like, when, and B. And B, when you're there and you are watching someone with some burgers on the grill or the... Do you kind of get a bit twitchy? Because yes. you know how it's just... <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm trying not to be a control freak, <laughs> but um, I can recall one occasion uh, where I'd been invited round for 
ribs yeah in fact and um this particular household had started them off in the oven oh no yeah oh, they were they were very tasty they yeah. they 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 did all right but um <laughs> yeah they and then they were finishing him off on the barbecue right <laughs> and the husband of the household yeah um was manning the grill okay and uh you know doing thinking he knew what he was doing <laughs> And uh, I, I really found it hard not to. I, I couldn't stop myself. I went over and I was like talking to him. Yeah, how are you? What's the name? Blah yeah. blah blah. You know that kind of chit chat that yeah. you hate. Yeah, pointless. <laughs> <laughs> but I was seeing what he was doing, and and then I could tell that he didn't really know what he was doing. Um, and I, I didn't stop myself. I volunteered to do the rest. And did could, he accept? Um, I think they let they let me help. Okay. They didn't fully give it, give it up. But, so it's um, the best thing if we're going to invite you over a summer. Is the best thing just to say, look, we've bought the meat. We do have a barbecue. Can you can you take over? I really don't mind that. <laughs> That's fine. Excellent. I mean, you are going to be flooded um, now with the invite. <laughs> In fact, was it last? It was last year. Some people actually did that. They said, Mary, um, you don't need barbecue. I was mm. like, yeah. They're like, do you? Would you want to come to our house and bring your barbecue and do the barbecue? Brilliant. And we'll just provide everything else. I was like, okay then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. And then I, yeah, I, I'm just that sad, aren't I? But, no, it's not sad at all. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I mean, We've done I'm it. We've had you over, and you, you, I know. Yeah, you, you know, have. you've taken over our kitchen and our barbecue, and we've just <laughs> sat there like like guests in our own home. It's fun. It's amazing. I like cooking. Um, amazing. If no, if somebody invites me over for barbecue, I do try and stop myself because I know that like they've they're doing it. They're doing their best. They're no, not that. <laughs> they're um. But yeah, I I've got better at not taking over. Cause, yeah. But, yeah, because I know other people want to have the the joy that I get from feeding people. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's and they've got to make their mistakes to in order to get better, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I'll only offer to help if I know if you can see that they don't know what to do. So the the time I was referring to before, yeah. they were they were asking as well. Like you could tell they weren't they weren't sure. Yeah, and they were asking. So I was like, yeah, yeah. and then I helped. But um, I do try and not take over. So now, so now, for anyone that invites you for a barbecue. They they know they're failing miserable miserably if you sidle up to them and and start talking to them and and offer to help they know that they're they've naughted it right up. No, not necessarily. Because <laughs> it's not just the cooking of the meat. I like I quite like like all the preparation Prep. that goes into it yeah. as well. Okay. So like figuring out what joint you want or the chicken and yeah. either spatchcocking it or portioning it up and stuff and um. I was around um, a family's house for... They'd barbecued some chicken. It was really lovely. Okay. And, um, like, the 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 wife of the family was um, in the kitchen. Like, the chicken had come off. It was resting. I could see she was faffing around with everything else, you know, mm. like the, the sides, the salad. And right, all that. okay. Yeah. So I said, oh, do you want me to carve the chicken, like, portion it up? Mm. 
she's like oh yeah no yeah that'd be great yeah thanks um so i started doing it and then i'd finished and by the end of it you bait you just had like a bare carcass like, <laughs> like, all the meat was off like. oh wow <laughs> and she kind of looked at me she was like oh that's you, how you do it you, you do know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an incredible friend to have man <laughs> So when you said um, uh, it was the guy of this particular family that was barbecuing. All the marketing and all of the products, uh-huh. they all say man yep. on them. Yep. Or barbecue king. Yeah. Why does it even have to have a gender associated to it? Well, let's ask that question. How many, how many women do you know that are into barbecuing well at the fire food festival that i go to mm. there are plenty are there? of women okay. and they're they're celebrated because it's yeah. like oh yeah no yeah you can cook too yeah but actually you quite quite often find this with professional chefs in any kind of cooking a lot of professional chefs are men they are yeah um yeah. i don't know if then they just follow that through to oh it must be barbecue that men do yeah but i don't think it is that no um i think for some reason they might just all these kind of the marketing side of stuff is just goes oh man fire he makes food yes that's it that that gatherer kind of yeah and it's just i don't understand that no and, and is it, that changing it, do you see that changing is it just there's a bit of a lag oh was a massive lag mm. I think the restaurants and things are changing and that there's more women um, doing cooking over fire and cooking with fire. Yeah. But in terms of like when it comes around to the summer season and you're in the supermarket and it's all like, well, what can I buy for the barbecue? It's all just blokes. It's yeah. all just like, right, let's aim this at the men. Yeah. And it winds me up. Yeah. Even the title of the the program we mentioned earlier man, man fire food. food yeah it's just it's really annoying it is but even on that program they have women as well they do. Like, winds me up i bet it does i bet it does really does yeah a friend bought me a present once um and it was an apron and on the packaging it said man apron <laughs> and um <laughs> What they'd done is instead of they crossed out the N and tried to write an R and a Y. So it said, <laughs> Mary Apron. <laughs> and this apron has like little pockets for like barbecue tongs, salt and pepper, a can of drink mm. and like things like that. So it's like a barbecuing apron. Okay. So they saw it and they saw, oh, wow, barbecue apron. Mary would love that. <clears throat> Look at the packet. If we if we are fighting for equality here, have you ever thought of, and not specifically just because of that, but have you ever thought of taking <laughs> this further, either, either by actually turning this into some kind of commodifying this in some way, like creating a bit of a business out of it, or have you ever thought of like creating a vlog or a blog for people to follow? Have you ever no. thought about taking it to that step or is it just, is um, it only a passion because it's sort of on your terms? 
as in at the moment it becomes that there comes responsibility and time frames but then the the kind of joy can go a little bit oh yeah that's happened to me before with my hobbies where i've really enjoyed doing something yeah someone's gone oh would you want to do this for me Mm -hmm. i'll pay you yeah and then you do it and you think okay it was all right yeah and so then you do it again and then the joy is just sapped out of it yeah because i get stressed out about Mm -hmm. it don't enjoy doing it anymore there's pressure associated to it you worry that you're not making everyone happy with it yeah and then i no joke i haven't pursued that hobby since i've got all the kit for it Mm -hmm. spent hundreds of pounds probably thousands of pounds on it yeah but i haven't done it again because the feeling now associated with it is stress it's stress yeah so i don't want to do it yeah um so with barbecue <laughs> no i wouldn't pursue it what about a blog or because i think there's an appetite appetite excuse the pun. i think there's an appetite actually now um like a lot of podcasts and books and um tv programs and that it does seem you're right that it is catching on over here. Have you ever thought about just in your own time producing a blog or is it just all about the cooking? I think it's all about the cooking oh. and I'm, I'd much rather spend my time. There is, um, it's funny that you ask about the kind of almost sort of campaigning mm. women side of it. Mm. Um, there's one, a barbecue chef that I follow on uh, Instagram mm. and she is I think she's incredible I saw her two years ago for the first time at Meetopia okay. and um, her food was awesome mm. I saw her again last year food was awesome and in that time I I started following her on social media mm. and um, you know she's progressively opened a restaurant and trying different things and um one of her, when it comes around, see, it's all about the marketing and it's all about make, when people can make money out of it. Uh-huh. That's when they're bothered that a woman does it. Yeah. She posted this thing once about when it came around to International Women's Day. Uh-huh. And she, it was coming up to that day. And she said how all of these different, like, um, agencies different media outlets different restaurants different things all all of a sudden were interested in her yeah and her basic response was this is my job like i do this all the time i don't just do this for international yeah. like if you're a fan of me be a fan of me yeah don't just jump on it because yeah. it's oh it's women's day we have to celebrate women yeah politicized almost it's it does politicize yeah. and i can't be bothered with all of that i it it frustrates me how all the marketing and all the media is basically like men they mm. barbecue yeah <laughs> and if you want to sell a barbecue you you put the adverts when the footy's on or you you know yeah it, that bit frustrates me yeah but i as soon as I start going down that road of mm. um, getting really worked up about it, I know I'll lose the joy in it. Yes. So I, 
it's, just stop myself. It's interesting because there was um, a Gillette advertisement a little while ago, which received hate. It, it, it was um, it was an attempt to sort of virtual signal, and it was about um, toxic masculinity and and how men should be better and all that. But what was interesting is in all the or a lot of the scenes, you had just a shot of men in the in the garden all hanging around the barbecue and i i i'd love to know where they get that idea from yeah it's probably like some marketing campaign from like 1952 or something yeah and it's just stuck yeah it's not like that no and you quite often find that the men who stand around the barbecue with a beer talking about the football mm-hmm. they're not actually barbecuing no they're they're burning sausages. Well, and, and not just that. Like, like, how easy is it to be past all of the food and just to literally stick it on the grill and then have someone take it off and prepare all the side dishes? I, I mean, there's very few things that are simpler than just turning a sausage in terms of the actual preparation. <laughs> and the, like, True. I, I know, because I barbecue. Uh, but I don't... I mean, it's easy. I, I would... I would opt for that like if you gave me a choice of all of the food preparation mm. and getting all the sides ready and or just stand by a barbie and turn the meat every now and then with a beer in your hand I, that's what i'm going for yeah that's what i'm going for so elephant in the room controversial Uh-oh. gas versus coal oh coal yeah, of course every time but are you are you an absolute purist and and a, a gas hater or do, or do you do you uh, recognise the merits and utility of a gas barbecue? Yeah, I recognise the merits and utility of a gas barbecue. But in terms of experience and yeah. in terms of flavour, yeah. charcoal is just the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, or even just straight wood. <laughs> just cook on wood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ch- cooking on charcoal or briquettes or... Yeah. yeah. Um, I tried the weekend, I cooked a little bit on gas and... It's just not the same. It felt like I was just cooking at the hob. Yeah. And it didn't have the same flavour. No. But I, I do understand, like, it's a lot quicker. Well, you the convenience. Should... Well, if, convenient. Yeah, um, it's a lot more, yeah. I wouldn't actually maybe say quicker. Convenient, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, less things to be aware of. You, yeah. You can, you turn it on, it ignites, you set yeah. the temperature, you're done. Yeah. Whereas... With the, the the charcoal, you have to set it up, light the coals, wait for them to get hot. Yeah. Uh, although some would argue, depending on which fuel you're using, <laughs> it actually takes the same time to get a charcoal grill ready as it does a gas grill. Gas grill. Really? Yeah. That, I mean, right. Depends. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Does it really? So so today I cooked burgers, mm-hmm. and I went out. I put the um, I put yeah. the gas on, and obviously it's instantly on, and you heat it up for I don't know whatever five minutes, and that's it. You start cooking. So you're telling me that you can get charcoals up to temperature, up to heat in ten minutes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, well, that's a game changer then. If you've got um, if you're using proper lumpwood charcoal. Yeah. Burns really quick. Yeah, if you're using lump wood, it's quicker than briquettes. What about cost? Do you know the cost difference between Ooh, gas no. and no? No, I couldn't tell you about cost. Wow. 
Okay, now that's interesting because I, I would not have suspected that because yeah. that's 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 the unique selling point of a gas barbecue, isn't it? It's the convenience. It's done in kind of. Again, to... I think there's some marketers somewhere that have <laughs> yeah. that have engineered this. Mm. Um, uh, the other day, oh, like when I say the other day, just bear in mind I can mm. refer to up to ten. A years couple ago. of years ago, yeah, yeah. Um, I was cooking. Somebody very kindly bought me this really nice charcoal. Um, <laughs> it's, I know. Sorry. So if someone bought me a bag of charcoal. That'd be slung out the house. <laughs> but this person knows what I like. <laughs> That's incredible. So every year he either gets me gin or charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, so um, he got me some charcoal and it's this, it's called Whittle and Flame. Right. And it's all like sustainably uh, made okay. and yeah, all of that, you know, they plant trees for the ones they've cut down mm-hmm. all managed very well yeah um and it burnt so quickly i wasn't used to cooking on something that burnt that wow. quickly so i was used to using briquettes yeah like reliable i know how it burns mm-hmm. i just light it i come back i know what's what so i lit this stuff to get it going and i thought oh, i should go and check on it about probably five minutes later and i was like oh they're ready and I was shocked. I was like, oh, quick. Ah, this is burning really quick. <laughs> and it was burning really hot really quick. Um, so then I had to then think about it, adjust the vents on the barbecue to, to oh, cope with that yeah. and manage to get them to last a bit as long as I needed to cook what I was cooking. Okay. Um, See, again, with the gas barbecue, you just turn the heat down. <laughs> yeah, but where's the, where's the fun? No, I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. But... So, so I've I've watched you juggling like when we went we went on the holiday for listeners at uh, home. It was our anniversary, okay. and we went to Devon. There was a few friends. We we had a big house, and and you barbecued for how many was it? Ten. Yeah, ten, 10 something it? like that. And um, <clears throat> no, it was ten. Was it ten? Okay. And you had like three barbies all on the go, and were juggling the different heat and the different meats. And man, that I mean, it was incredible. <laughs> but I would not have been volunteering for that. It was fun. Really? Yeah. Really? You find it fun? That's amazing. Because um, I remember me and uh, Zana, mm. I actually made her, so she's vegetarian. Yeah. But I made her help me. And okay. um, we woke up really early that morning yeah. to prepare the meat. So I did like the butchery part. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'd already brought with me like the pre-mixed mm. rub and everything. She did the rub bit. We let it marinate and macerate. Love that word. <laughs> um, for a few hours, and then yeah, I was juggling the grills. I know. <laughs> Multiple. I know. Um, because yeah, well, it was fun. It was a challenge, and yeah. I like I like that. And having to use your brain. You know, like look at it and think, right? What are the variables? What's what's the outcome I want? How do I get there? And and figuring it out. So yeah, on that particular time, I had to. I wanted to smoke the ribs a bit, yeah. So they had the smoky flavour, and you got a clear smoke ring because <laughs> that is very important to yeah. me. Yeah, so I know it. <laughs> and is. you have yeah. no idea how much 
I smile when you can see like a proper smoke ring. Um, so I just wanted to get the smoke ring and then also obviously make sure they were cooked through mm. and still had a bit of caramelization. Mm. So yeah, I was flipping between a few yeah. grills because there was obviously, like you said, 10 people and vegetarians. Yeah. 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 Amazing. It was fun. I mean, your definition of fun is very different to mine. Well, no, but there's a sense of accomplishment. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that, but that doesn't make it fun. Like, there's a sense of accomplishment in, I don't know, running a marathon on crutches. (laughs) That doesn't make it fun. I don't think we've spoken about actual flavours and tastes and and the the different senses, because... Obviously, with food, you you get taste and then you get Mm. flavour, which is kind of retro-nasally. But with barbecuing, you get the sight and you get the sound of the fire. You get There's so much more involved, isn't there? And the smell. Mm. The smell starts a few hours before the taste comes in. Yeah. So you're already, like, getting an idea of what's going to happen later. Yeah. One of the reasons I like um, uh, food over fire is my sense of flavour isn't terrific. So I have the sense of taste, like I can I can taste the the basics, you know, the sour, the bitty, the the bitter, the salty, the acidic, Mm -hmm. but then the flavour, which tells, which would tell me the difference between acid and vinegar compared to an orange compared to acid in a coffee. That's not so great, but with okay. barbecuing and grilling, like, everything is so intensified. So what is bitter is really, really strong and smoky bitter, and what is sweet is really, really deliciously kind of caramel, caramelized sort of sweet meat, and that's what that gets me every time. Umami. That's the word that always makes me think of the Friends episode where he goes, Unagi. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a big part of the flavour. The yumminess, yeah. Yumminess. Um, there's too much to choose from. Go on. Uh, because when you're mixing in, you're kind of blending your sense of smell and your sense of taste when you smoke food. Mm-hmm. So if you're... Um, it's always a good idea to pair the type of wood you want to smoke with to the type of meat you're with cooking. the meat, yeah. Um, so that you can the meat can hold up to the the strong smoke, presumably. So one of my favourite combinations and a very pop, very common one is um, apple wood mm-hmm. smoke with pork. Pork, yeah. Everyone has pork and apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can go and get pork and apple sausages. Like it's a common pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're smoking pork ribs with some apple wood, three hours before you're eating, you're smelling that smoke. Yeah, okay. And it's starting to, you know, you're getting the idea of mm-hmm. what you're going to eat later. Yeah. And um, yeah, just that's when I think that's kind of almost when the meal starts. That's when it starts. That's when you start <laughs> that Pavlovian. That's when you start dribbling, isn't it? Yeah. So I um I did um a brisket low and slow indirect heat with hickory chips. Did I do right? Yeah, hickory works with brisket. Yeah. Cool. So does mesquite. Okay. If you ever get hold of that. I've not even heard of it, I don't think. 
So if you have got like people coming over, let's say mm-hmm. it's a Monday and they're coming over on a weekend, when do you start prep? As in well, not just the actual food, but like the ideas. Are you looking in recipe? You know, looking for recipes. When does that kind of start? Or has it already started long before? Probably already started. Really? Yeah, it might have been that I'd seen something or tried something uh-huh. and thought, oh, I want to try cooking that. Yeah. Um, and then I'll think of an excuse to invite people over to cook. Right. It. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so say I'd watched an episode of Man Fire Food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they made something amazing on there. I'd be like, right, how do I do it? Because mm-hmm. the, other, the other thing to bear in mind is... Um, buying meat here in england um if i'd seen something on an american tv show it's not always possible to source that yes so i might have to adjust it okay or try and find somewhere that would cut it specially yeah something like that um but yeah say it's a rib recipe i'm probably know what i need to buy from the butcher so I'd order my meat on the Tuesday, maybe. Okay. Order the meat, pick it up, maybe. What day am I cooking? Saturday? Uh, Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Pick it up Thursday, brine it for 24 hours. Okay. So that probably brings us to Friday afternoon. A dry rub. Yeah. For, again, 24 hours, just so it's got plenty of time. But bear in mind, listeners... If you are going to do a dry rub for that length of time, do not put as much salt in because the salt will suck the moisture the out. Moisture. Um, mm. If you're only if you're going to do a dry rub for just a few hours, and you can put the amount of salt in that it suggests in the recipe. I'm going to be honest. No, no, no. Listener at home is going to brave inviting you round for a barbecue. <laughs> They're putting a pizza in the oven. No, no. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so then I'll do the rub, and then if we're eating Saturday tea time, yeah, I'm probably lighting the coals around half 11, 12. Okay. Getting it all going and smoking for three or four hours, resting for an hour. Oh, wow. And, and so that makes sense when, you know, we've been around and we've seen your, like, it's very clear that you get a sense of pleasure from your friends and family sitting down to eat what you've created. And it makes more sense that the creation, the process has taken like a week, a week and a half. So uh, imagine you've got some guests around like really important or special. Imagine I'm coming around with Ken. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, real special. Sort of, and you yeah. want to impress them. What would be your go-to kind of meal? Barbecue. My go-to barbecue. Yeah. Can I do three things? Absolutely. Oh, well, oh, no, because, oh. Okay, barbecue or grill? Either. You oh, just had to impress. What, go, run us through the But options. is it you? Because I know you've already had stuff. No, it's someone else. It's someone else. Oh. Do I know them? Oh, like... my goodness. Um, <laughs> um, I, I literally, I hadn't thought this deep about the question um it's i don't know who's coming round but you want to impress them that's really hard so run me through the ideas first of all like let's okay, let's well, okay two scenarios 
two scenarios. People yeah. you want to impress that you actually know and you just want to like treat them. Maybe it's a special occasion. You just want to treat them. And let's say almost not quite complete strangers, but important people that you want to impress and you don't know them. Okay, so special treat. Yeah. Uh, I think would involve a beef brisket. Oh, wow. Because um, that takes... So I've talked mainly about pork ribs yeah. so far. Yeah. And taking like a Thursday to Saturday to mm-hmm. cook. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing brisket or any type of beef, yeah. even a short... If I really wanted to treat you, it would be a short rib. Mm. Um, that takes three times as long on oh cooked. Oh, my time. goodness. Wow. So... Yeah, that's more of an in- and also a like a monetary investment as yeah. well. It's a lot more expensive. So, uh, yeah, if I was treating, it would be a brisket, a good size, and yeah, be that. That would be the main thing. Okay. I'd do like a decent coleslaw with it okay. to get the balance right of texture and creaminess. Nice and. There would probably be some sweet potato mm. jackets or something. Okay. And maybe some cornbread. Wow. Okay. And I'd make the, the barbecue sauce. Yeah. Because this is my new other thing that I've been doing. So just to go off on a tangent. No, that's fine. I've, I've been doing lockdown tomatoes. <laughs> I literally planted tomato seeds on the 23rd of March. <laughs> And uh, in since then, I've grown the, the plant. Yeah, the plant has fruited. I've got loads of loads of tomatoes, <laughs> and so with those tomatoes, I smoke them along with some garlic and roast a red onion, and then make a really yummy ketchup oh, wow. uh, sauce with it um, to then pair with whatever I'm barbecuing. Uh, if I was going to impress someone on a barbecue, yeah. I'd probably do a little bit of everything. Nice. If I'm just if I'm impressive, <clears throat> that implies I'm showing off, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I'd do some ribs. Mm-hmm. Chicken wings. Nice. I might I might throw in some lamb. Okay. What are the little is it like um beef cheeks or what is it that you cook? Oh pork belly bites. Pork belly bites. Yeah. My goodness me. Yeah. Like if, if so if ever there's a special occasion and you want you want to treat me <laughs> those bites are outstanding. That with some sweet potato fries, some ali ali, a bit of focaccia bread. I am a happy happy man. That stuff's yeah. incredible. I'm pretty sure I've made you that meal. Absolutely. That's why <laughs> I want it again. Yeah, that they're my take on brisket burnt ends. Those things are incredible. Yeah, um, I do enjoy making those. Mm. I sometimes just refer to them as pig candy. <laughs> they they are quite fun to cook as well. Are they? Yeah, just because there's a few extra steps to them, right? That that you don't get with ribs. Okay. So, so just... where where do you go from here? Like, presumably, you're just always looking for new ways of cooking meat or new types of meat or recipes 
have you got anything in mind that you haven't yet done that you want to try? Good question. Uh, (laughs) During the last few months, I thought, oh, these are opportunities to cook things on the barbecue that I always wanted to do. (laughs) For example, baking a cake. Yeah. Um, The other one I always wanted to try was brunch. Ah, Okay. So we did. I've done that a couple of times. That's a good idea. Brunch on the barbecue. Uh-huh. Yeah, it got a little bit stressful, but Ooh. I think cooking brunch anyway gets it, a little bit yeah, stressful. Yeah, that got a little bit stressful, but um, that was it. Was really tasty. Like the baked beans had a little of a smoky tinge to them, oh, which man. was nice. And um, the bacon came out well. The sausages came out well, as did the mushrooms. <laughs> and I, I got this little skillet to do the eggs in which worked well okay so um yeah that was fun so i'd like to try doing different meals yes um so after i'd done brunch on the barbecue i asked people that'll challenge me (laughs) this could be fun so um someone challenged the cake so i did the cake okay and then my sister challenged me to do bread oh and i haven't done it yet okay uh but I will, I'm planning on doing it. Uh-huh. I just haven't gone to it. Um, I've tried pizza before. And um, how did that I, go? It didn't work well. I think what I did was, I I didn't do the dough correctly. So, but that's the part of the, you know, you learn yeah. when you do it. It tasted fine. You know, it was good enough. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, when I do it again, I've got a pizza stone for my barbecue. Of course. I can... <laughs> So come, coming back to that, actually, are you happy with good enough? Like when it comes to barbecuing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think because it, it can vary so much each time. Okay. And I don't exactly follow a recipe. No. It's always going to be different each time. Okay. So bread and we're going to reattempt the pizza. Yeah, bread and reattempt pizza. So in your first episode... Mm-hmm. Um, Susanna said, like, she's not a foodie, she just eats because yeah. she eats. Yeah. Like, but she'll watch a film because she loves a film. Mm-hmm. And she'll enjoy a film. Yeah. For me, food, I enjoy all of it. Yeah. Cooking, the, yeah. Pre- the, the prep, the cooking, yeah. the eating. Yeah. If I've got the opportunity yeah. to cook something up yeah. and make it a bit, you know, put some effort in, yeah. then I will. It is greater than the sum of its parts. Well, this has been amazing. How have you found it, talking about your passion? Uh, I have enjoyed it. I feel like I've um, shamelessly plugged a certain meat festival throughout. <laughs> but um, um... And, and, and of all the, the passions that people can have, like, obviously, you enjoy it and you benefit and, you know, you find it rewarding. But to have something that you're passionate about that other people benefit from as well that's amazing i'm glad you think so yeah you're just aiming for an invite i, mean, I know what you're up to I, I was waiting for you to join the dots <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah it is it is nice to do it and is. fun to do and i like i like the challenge as well because mm. sometimes it doesn't go to plan yeah you think right quick gotta fix it yeah and uh you just have to fix it. Is so, there 
a sense of slight competition between you and other family members when it comes to cooking? Oh, I don't know how to answer this diplomatically. <laughs> um, so, so yes is the answer then. Well, so quite often in our house, um, the phrase, oh, you don't want to do it like that, <laughs> comes into play. Yeah. And okay. um, so, yeah, majority of the time when I'm cooking inside yeah uh and i'm you know just doing some normal kind of dinner or Mm -hmm. roasting something frying something whatever it is (laughs) i quite often hear oh you don't do it like that (laughs) um try doing this or literally like taking bachelor out of (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, that would happen if I'm cooking inside. So maybe one of the reasons why I enjoy cooking outside so much is <laughs> the lack of interference. Yeah, that's your domain. It's where I'm comfortable and it's where I know what I'm doing. Yeah, It's funny, actually, um, during um, lockdown, when, but then when they announced that you could go and visit yeah. people yeah. in their gardens, yeah. um, I took my grandmother up to my sister's house. Right. Uh, for the afternoon mm-hmm. so she could see everyone because, you know, it had been like four months yeah. and hadn't seen anyone and yeah. everything. So we went up and Anne was like, right, you need to bring, um, you bring the lamb and we'll do suvla and you'll be amazing. I was like, oh. okay, good. <laughs> so they have the their barbecue set up, which is great, okay. all good to go. Yeah. And we brought the meat and we put it all on the skewer and we started the suvla. And the best bit about it was my grandmother took over. Really? Yeah. Good girl. Yeah. She's 83. <laughs> like 83. And she knows what she's doing. <laughs> That's amazing. But she was just straight in there. She doesn't need barbecue gloves. Wow. Straight in. And I was learning so much from just watching her, how she, she really? did it, what she was looking for. I've done Suvla before. I've yeah. done it at Anne's house before I do it here at yeah. my house. Um, but just watching how she was approaching it was another, just another just thing another, to learn from. That's amazing. Um, well, Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. And I think our listeners are going to love this episode. I was thinking <laughs> some of the, some of the most popular TV programs and celebrities and, books are based on food they at are. the moment so i think this episode is going to go down an absolute treat and if anyone is inspired to get the barbie going and to try something different then yeah, it's done this job thanks very much bye Bye-bye. oh come on i see you drooling God, you're an embarrassment to yourself honestly Hopefully you uh, enjoyed that podcast um, with just probably a few days left of summer. Why not try some of those suggestions? Get a big hunk of meat or a load of veggies, grill it, smoke it, barbecue it, try something different. Um, like to thank Mary again. like to thank you for listening. If you found it interesting or any of the other episodes interesting, then let a friend or family member know. But for now, take care, speak to you soon.